listening to The Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos. What is up? Welcome into The Coach's Corner, the place to get the inside information from the coaches themselves. I'm your host, co-head coach of the Venture Academy golf team, Mario Ramos. You can follow me on Twitter or at X, at Corner Ramos. You can follow my guest on X, at TVL Football. It's Frosty Van Houten. I'm following TVL Football, and TVL Football is in the thick of the CIF Sac Joaquin section playoffs. We have semifinal action tomorrow night. Chance to get to the final, to the championship game for three teams. Escalon in Division 4, Hillmar in Division 5, and Houston in Division 6. So Frosty's here with me, and we're going to break it on down. How's it going, Frosty? Oh, man, the sun is shining today. I told you uh, we were looking for a little bit more rain this week, but uh, we got nice sprinklers at Inglefield. We can turn those back <laughs> on tonight. Everything will be all right. Nice to buddy for Friday night. Yeah, let's start there. Friday night, Inglefield, Escalon taking on the West Park Panthers, 10-1. and Escalon taking on 10-2 and West Park. West Park's 4-1, second in the Foothill Valley Conference to Placer, a team that they saw last week. And, and man, that was a battle uh, before we get into your guys' battle that you guys had with Sacramento. Uh, this West Park team and Placer, again, uh, finishing 1-2 and two in league and then meeting each other in the playoffs, and that one went down to the wire. Yeah, what we were told was West Park was missing a couple guys during the regular season. Okay. So uh, that league loss, although, yes, it was big in playoff seedings, giving them the four and the five, flipping those two teams. Yeah. Uh, West Park had some animals uh, that were not suited up, and uh, they're full force right now. Uh, when you watch that film, I'm glad that they went overtime. They kind of beat each other up a little bit. That's good for us. Mm-hmm. We didn't have as physical of a game Friday night as those two teams did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, when you just watch it, speed, right? Speed, speed, okay. speed, speed. These Sacramento area schools, they got talent and they got speed. They try to get guys in space. Kind of a little bit of seven on seven. Um, although Placer does run wing T, yeah. it is kind of a variant of the wing T, a little bit different than what we do, but gives us a good idea of what to expect. Mm. We definitely know what their defense is capable of, yeah. and I think our offense should be all right, but stopping them is the, the task at hand. So, yeah, sure. man, speed all over that tape Friday night between Placer and West Park. Yeah, like you said, went to overtime. West Park able to pull out the victory, 41-38. to 38. You guys took care of business out at Inglefield, 57-32 over Sacramento. Uh, tell us a little bit about that game. You mentioned uh, maybe not as physical as the other game. You guys were able to kind of, you know, coast through the, the fourth quarter a little bit there. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, topping the ninth seed in Sacramento. Yeah, man. Uh, I think end of the first quarter, it was one to one, or not one to one, six to six. We both missed the uh, free PAT after. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, going into the end of the first quarter, man, it was a tie ball game. We knew they had talent. We knew they had athletes. Uh, once you kind of see that speed on the field, uh, it was kind of comparable to that Radcliffe. Uh, they had Radcliffe and they had this receiver. I want to say his last name was Hearn or yeah. Horn. Uh, man, dude, he was the real deal, too, man. Number 13 is all I kept remembering. This guy just flying down the sideline, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's next level. It's, it's J.B. Bernard we talk about every week with Modesto Christian. Yeah. You know, now you got four of those guys out there, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you stop it? You don't stop it. You don't stop it. You What you do is you make them earn it, right? You make them go 
five, six, seven, eight plays because we're finding out a lot of these schools are a little bit undisciplined, right? And they might hit you on that first play for a touchdown, second play for a touchdown. But if you make them go seven, eight, nine plays, the chances that they're going to false start or hold or throw an interception, do something, put themselves in a bad situation, and that's kind of what we did. We played a little bit of a bend, don't break. Mm-hmm. Um, we let them kind of not didn't let them run their offense. They were running their offense, but we were playing a little bit passive. And then as they started marching, we could kind of take some keys. And like we said, we were going after that Radcliffe, Lamar Radcliffe. I think we held mm-hmm. him to 10 yards rushing in the first half. Wow. He did finish the night with, oh, I don't know, maybe 120, 115. So, I mean, look, he was still running the rock. Yeah. He's a hell of a player, hell of an athlete, but we got 11 dogs out there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not trying to say it was 11 versus 5, but, you know, we got 11 guys where we can match up and create problems across the board, yeah. and Sacramento did not have that advantage. Yeah, you mentioned that receiver as Kendall Hearn. I had a chance to watch him play basketball, and then I found out he played football, and then, you know, seeing the tape, uh, that athleticism translates uh, pretty easily out there. Uh, one guy that you know, you mentioned you got 11 dogs out there. You guys got a bunch of dogs. One of, in particular I had a chance to sit down and talk to. That's Jamin Miller, the running back and linebacker for Escalon. Here's a little bit of our conversation. So Mario Ramos here with Jamin Miller, senior running back and linebacker for the Escalon Cougars. He's been having a big year along with the Cougars who find themselves in the semifinals, taking on the five-seed West Park. Escalon, the one-seed, will be playing at home at Ingle Field. So what's the win- week been like for you guys, Jamin? How are you guys feeling about the game coming up against West Park? Week's been good so far. We're going in confident but humble. Um, we're just going to go in, you know, thinking this is another really great team, you know. Uh-huh. You've got to be a you know solid enough team to make it to the third round, and we know that. Yeah. So we just got to go in, play our game, and, yeah. you know, the plan will prevail. Um, just got to do our, do our job, do our things, and, you know, stick to our assignments. Yeah, is, this, is this old hat for you? You know, you guys have been through uh, these battles before you in particular, right? Gone through these playoff runs. Um, you know, do you right. still kind of get the butterflies and stuff? Or is, is this just kind of, you know, another walk in the park? Yeah, so I think it's a mixture of both. Obviously, I have experience the past two years. We've made it this far in the playoffs so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but another part of me just has that passion and, you know, always gets the butterflies no matter who we're playing. Yeah. And also – a little bit different now that we're in Division Four, uh-huh. and you know it's it's a big step. Um, maybe not on paper wise, you know it's only they think it's one division, but yeah. you know really playing there's a lot of there's a lot of different different people, different teams, and you know you can't yeah. take anyone for granted. You know it's yeah. anyone's game. You feel that out there, like it's a different style of ball this year. Yeah, for sure, honestly, and you know that's a good thing because it's not only going to prepare the sophomores and juniors on the team, but it's going to prepare the seniors like us to continue on to the next level and you know just only it's only going to help us grow for sure for sure and you guys have been growing all season long and part of that was you know going out on the road every week and then you guys got kind of that luxury of being able to play some home games uh got a nice homecoming game there against Ripon, where you guys Mm -hmm. took care of business had a playoff game there against sacramento last week uh what's it been like to to play there at the newly refurbished ingle field it's a it's a great feeling honestly kind of surreal in a way Mm -hmm. knowing that 
you know, my team that I was a, a part of last year, you know, we were the last ones to play on Ingle. And now, you know, us moving on to the next year, we were uh, the first ones to play on the new, you know, refurbished Ingle yeah. field. So it's an awesome feeling, you know, just the atmosphere there. It's just, it's amazing. Sure, definitely a cool place to play. And you guys take advantage mm -hmm. of that uh, by making it a tough place to play for your opponents. Uh, you've been having a big right. season. We mentioned as a running back, 708 <laughs> yards. You put it in the end zone six times during the regular season, making big plays out there, but also as a linebacker. Um, what, what do you kind of bring to this team? Obviously, we, we know the positions and the, the numbers and stuff, the stats that go with it. But what does Jamin Miller bring to this Escalon Cougar Ball Club? I think I bring something that the stats can't really tell. I think I bring utility to the team, you know, a guy that can, you know, honestly do anything. Uh, that's in the most humble way possible, of course. Um, I bring leadership, you know, being a three-year starter and a senior. I think a lot of guys in, you know, harder times look up to me and ask me kind of, you know, what to do on the field because, you know, we're not always getting that communication with the coaches. You know, it's loud. We're talking, you know, this and that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it's really high, you know, critical, high-stake moments, I think they're looking up to a guy like me. So I'm that role model also just uh, – like I said, an experienced guy, experienced, you know, natural born leader. Yeah. And yeah, the stats don't really show uh, the productivity that, you know, I can bring to a team. Um, but, you know, I can't do it with the, without the guys around me, honestly. They make me better for sure. You guys got a, a good squad, a, a bunch of playmakers around you, uh, you know, been able to talk mm -hmm. to Coach Frosty um, about that throughout the season. Uh, tell me a little bit about him. Give me a little bit of insight about him. What, what's he like as a coach and what does he, uh, you know, how does he rally you guys up and get you guys ready on Friday night? He he brings that energy 24-7 for sure. Um, <laughs> he's just that guy who's always just been around, you know, been a part of the Escalon program, whether it's the youth or high school programs. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, Coach Hoover goes in. Uh, he's the first one I'll usually talk, and then it goes beam. And then, you know, he's a, one of the last guys to, you know, get us really ready for the game. And it's not even just, like, what the game plan is. It's just the hype, you know, that motivation yeah. uh, that you need before a game. And, you know, People think, oh, it's just another motivational speech, but no, this it really gets you fired up because the passion that he has in his eyes when you when you really look at him and you listen to what he's saying, the passion that he brings and you know, you know, portrays is just it's just amazing, and it and it really gets your blood pumping and really gets you ready for a game for sure. You guys have been ready to go all season long. Mm -hmm. You guys got set up in the semifinals again, a home game against West Park <laughs> coming up this Friday night. You know, Jamin, you mentioned yeah. you, you kind of do a little bit of everything, bring a bunch of uh, different tools to the table. Um, you're also two of two passing on the season. Uh, one of those is, yeah. is for a touchdown. I know Rosevink's kind of been yeah. throwing the ball out there. But are you in Coach Beam's <laughs> ear letting him know, hey, man, you know, check out the stats, Coach. Numbers don't <laughs> lie, right? Yep, yep, <laughs> for sure. Nah, that's awesome, man. Like I said, you've been contributing out there. It's been fun to watch. Uh, you know, best of luck to you guys this Friday night. Uh, keep it going. We'll be checking out on you or checking in on you guys and rooting you guys on from afar. Thanks a lot for joining the podcast. Yeah. Dude. Appreciate it. Hey, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. God bless you. That's Jamin Miller of the Escalon Cougars, and and I get it now, dude. I understand. Uh, you know how you guys are, are being you know so productive and having such a great season when you got senior leadership like that. You know, it kind of takes it to the next level. Um, and the thing about Jamin is is the unselfishness, right? For sure. Like Jamin Miller could be a thousand yard running back. Mm -hmm. Jamin Miller could more than that. Jamin Miller could easily probably have fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand yards, right? Yeah. But that's not what we need him for. Mm -hmm. And we've had that talk with him. We said, hey, Jamin, you know, we could throw up stats, get you to college, whatever, or you could do it the hard way. And we're like, there's 
just the decades of Escalon football, mm-hmm. there's always been those guys, the Mike Grossies, the Johnny Nortons, the best athlete in the class, right? Yeah. But they're not getting the rock. Why? Because the best athlete's usually the best blocker, right? <laughs> or the best tackler, right? Yeah. Or the best coverage guy. Or we put him back to return punts, kickoffs. Yeah. He's on special teams. He's on everything. So he is. He's like a jack-of-all-trades. Mm-hmm. He's humble. He's unselfish. Yeah. Yeah. I know personally I was going through some shit this year, and uh, he came up to me at halftime in the game. You know, he talked about me going up to those guys, pumping them up. Yeah. Jamin came up to me and was like, hey, man, I'm praying for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm looking out for you. That's the That's kind awesome. of kid he is. That's the for kind sure. of dude he is. Sure. And uh, it's a special talent. Somebody's going to get blessed with a hell of a kid on their roster, whether it's D1, D2, NAIA, wherever it is, this kid's mm-hmm. not taking the pads off. He's going to go ball out. <laughs> yeah, and you guys got a bunch of those dudes, and yeah, he's chief among them. Like I said, when you got senior leadership like that and guys setting an example – I mean, I was pumped up just, you know, after the conversation, I, I texted you, right? Where do I buy a Jamin Miller jersey? Uh, yeah, uh, right. Um, I mean, I remember his come-to-life moment, right? Like a Jewish boy, what he has his bar mitzvah when he becomes a man, right? Mm-hmm. And Escalon football, everybody has their bar mitzvah somewhere in life, right? Yeah. I remember we were at Marin Catholic. He was a sophomore, starting outside linebacker as a sophomore. We're down 14 nothing at halftime. Coach Hoover comes in and rips Jamin's ass. They're picking on you, kid. They see that you're a sophomore. They're coming at you. What are you going to do? And second half of that game, man, we ended up losing 21-14, but they only put seven on us in the second half, and I promise you it wasn't on Jamin. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had his, it's time to step up, not for me, but for this team, for this squad, and that's, that's big time. That's what sure. makes next level athletes. That's what makes next level players when you need them to step up in that big moment. So he's going to have his opportunity this Friday night. Yeah. Uh, he was actually the feature back. I know Graham got 100 yards last week, but uh, I think Jamin had 150, right? Like when we need some tough yards, yeah. okay, we're going to feed him the rock, yeah. you know? So it's going to be his turn to shine these next couple weeks. Hopefully we just survive in advance. Nope. And uh, everybody's going to get a chance to see Jamin Miller. I'm excited for not just him, but a lot of these guys. There's a lot of dogs like that. Sure. There's a lot of guys that could have stats mm-hmm. at any school, could go anywhere and put up touchdowns, tackles, sacks. We don't play like that, man. You play team ball or you don't play at all. And uh, Jamin is the true leader of the team because he exemplifies that exactly to a team. Now, team ball has got you guys in position to – you know, have a semifinal game at home, one game away from the championship in Division Four. Again, the Cougars taking on the West Park Panthers this Friday night at Angle Field. So that's the D4 TVL matchup. In D5, we're taking a look at the Hillmar Yellow Jackets. I had the pleasure of calling their quarterfinal victory over Pioneer on the NFHS Network. Hillmar picked up the 41-32 victory over the Patriots. It kind of made it interesting towards the end, um, kind of maybe uh, – you know, throwing it out, throwing the ball a little bit more, airing it out, and starting to pick on that Hillmar secondary, allowed them to get back into the ball game. But in the end, it was just too much Caden Bailey. Dude had four touchdowns. It seemed like, you know, every time he, he touches the ball, he's a threat to take it to the house. And uh, he was doing that last Friday, or last Thursday, actually, out there at Lander Avenue. Uh, they got Casa Roble coming up this Friday. That's one that people have kind of, um, you know, had circled on, on the, the playoff bracket. 
you know, seeing those two teams kind of match up up out there. And uh, again, Hillmar's going to have a tough one when they head out on the road to Castle Roble. Yeah, the more you look at that Pioneer team that they just beat, the more you're like, wow, that was a pretty good team, right? Yeah, I think sure. Pioneer had three losses, and their three losses were to three teams combined with like a 30-3 and three record, right? Yeah, like yeah. it was something crazy. Mm-hmm. Del Oro or Casa Roble. It was Del Oro, Casa Roble, and 12 Bridges. Yeah, right. yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was, those were tough losses. So the more you kind of look at that Pioneer team and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. okay, so Hilmar beat that Pioneer team. Yeah. And then the team going to play 12 Bridges this week, Los Banos only has one loss, right? Mm-hmm. And that was to who? To Hilmar, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you start looking at it and you're like, man, Hillmar knocked off Los Banos, got the dub last week on Pioneer. They've knocked off Houston this year. Obviously, we know what Houston can do. This is a winnable game. This is a winnable game. I know Cal Preps has him as like a nine-point dog. That's crazy. I mean, you might get a little bit of an advantage because they're playing up there at Casa. Mm -hmm. uh, What is that? Orangeville, California, somewhere up there. Uh, Sacramento area. I heard they obviously have a great home crowd, but uh, I believe – just two years ago, three years ago, Casa Roble actually went to Hillmar, and Hillmar beat him like forty-five to seven. Right, mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of familiarity. None of the players, but at least the coaches have a little familiarity. And if any team is rolling right now, you know it's Hillmar, right? Yeah, that offense has figured out. Okay, this is how we get Bailey in space. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of defenses that can stop this guy, right? Yeah. So get the ball in his hands. And then everyone keys in on Bailey. And then what does Cardozo do? Hit you for 100 down the middle, right? Yeah. So it's thunder and lightning, man. And they yeah. have it back like they had 2018, 2019 mm-hmm. uh, with Sharp and Renfro. They, they have that thunder. They have that lightning. And I think they're going to be able to put up points on Casa. I think offensively, they're going to move the ball. Now, can they make a stop on defense? Yeah. That's what we're going to find out, right? Yeah. A big turnover, a big fourth down stop, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something. It's, they're going to, it's going to take something special from the Hillmar defense. Yeah. Maybe a blocked punt, blocked kick, mm-hmm. something on special teams. I know when Hillmar was killing teams there, at the end of the 2018-19, they were doing a lot of trickery on special teams, running reverses. I think they hit a reverse kickoff on us two years in a row, right? Wow. So I know Hilmar puts a lot of time, a lot of effort into uh-huh. special teams, into their offense. Uh-huh. But this week's going to take a defensive stop or a turnover or uh-huh. something big. And I think they can do it. Yeah. yeah, maybe that game last week was on a Thursday night, having that extra Friday uh, give you know Coach Marquez and Coach Santos a chance to dial up some trickery um, here for Casa on Friday night. You mentioned Bailey, you mentioned Cardozo, and that's the thunder and lightning on the offensive side, the defense. They've been getting good play out of Maynard. Uh, Cardenas had a couple sacks last Thursday. Another guy who's kind of been an unsung hero for the Yellow Jackets is Devin Colston. He joined me on the podcast. Here's our convo. Mario Ramos here with Devin Colston. He's a senior linebacker, tight end for the Hillmar Yellow Jackets. Uh, got a big game coming up. They just wrapped up a quarterfinal victory over Pioneer, and they got a semifinal game coming up against Casa Roble. So how are you guys feeling about heading out on the road and taking on the two-seed in Casa Roble? Uh, I mean, I think we're feeling pretty good about it, you know, long drives. Uh, so I think, we're, I think it's going to be pretty good. We're excited, and I just, I just hope we're all ready to go out there. I mean, we know what they got. They got some size on us. 
I think uh, pretty much everywhere they got size on us. So mm-hmm. I'm just hoping we can go out there and just do what we do. And as a senior, you know, a lot of guys might be kind of wide-eyed in this situation, right? The games are getting higher or bigger. The, the stakes are getting higher. How, as a senior, are you kind of helping these guys, keeping them level-headed and making sure they're focused on the task at hand? Yeah, man. I think uh, I think you just got to look at it as going 1-0 every week. You just got to go in every week knowing it's your last and just mm-hmm. being focused, giving your all. Just got to think of it as every play could be your last play on that football field. I mean, unless you're going somewhere else, but for a lot of us, we're not. So every play could be our last play. So we got to go out there and just put our heart out. You know, everything's a blessing on the football field. You just got to, just got to take it, can't take it for granted, you know? Oh, for sure. And you guys have been taking advantage of these opportunities. Uh, we mentioned the the big win that you guys had, 41-32 over Pioneer. Uh, you had a sack in that game. Uh, you deflected a, a pass right there at the line of scrimmage to bat that one down. You're kind of all over the place in the backfield, but really offensively, too. Not just making blocks, but you had your first reception of the season too, right? What was that like? Uh, it was awesome. It was one of those moments where you see the ball coming in the air and your eyes get real wide. You just <laughs> think, man, I got to catch this one. Can't let this one drop, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, you did a great job securing that before you fell to the ground and kind of slid out of bounds. Uh, but yeah, big time momentum play in that game. Like I said, making a, a play in the passing game, but you were all over the place, kind of clearing out some space too uh, for your running backs, Logan Cardozo and Caden Bailey, uh, to be able to do their thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, uh, a big time player in Devin Colston, making plays on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And the Hillmar Yellow Jackets are going to be taking on Castle Roble again this Friday night. Best of luck to you, man. Keep doing your thing and get after it. And uh, we're wishing you guys the best. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate you uh, having me on here today. And that's Devin Colston of the Hillmar Yellow Jackets. Started making some plays in the passing game and really opening holes up for, like you mentioned, uh, Bailey and Cardozo there in the running game. And defensively, he's not too bad himself. And like we mentioned, they're going to have to make some plays on that side of the ball if they want to pull off this upset. Yeah, and it's always a guy like that that becomes the living legend, right? Yeah. Because sure. they're keying on Bailey and they're keying on Cardoza, right? Mm-hmm. So next thing you know, he sneaks out of the backfield, he catches the game winner, you know? So mm-hmm. there's athletes all over the field. That he's, he's doing the dirty work right now, right? He's doing yeah. the stuff he has to do to get to this point. But from here on out, man, it's Superman status, right? Like, what yeah. can you yeah. give me? What extra can I do? What What else can I bring to the table to get us that blue banner because that's what it's about, man. You just want, you want to put your hands on that blue banner here in two weeks, man. You want to be practicing on Thanksgiving and you want to be able to touch that blue banner. So yeah, Hillmar's clicking right now. Their offense is clicking. Their defense is making stops when they have to, right? They make the two point conversion stop against Houston. Same thing comes up last week about pioneer. They make the two point conversion stop. Boom, right? Take yeah. a little bit of that pressure off, a little bit of that weight off, and, oh. you know, think good things happen. So the football gods, may they be on Hillmar's side. For sure. Uh, as an Escalon fan, uh, I'm always rooting for Hillmar as long as we're not playing for him, against <laughs> them. So, yep. yeah, man, it's uh, I wish him the best, and I think Cal Preps is wrong, man. To, to yeah. be a nine-point dog, oh, that would fire me up. Oh, for right? sure. you don't want You don't want them fired up, right? Like, <laughs> I think our game's one or two points. Houston's game's one or two points. But in a playoff semifinal, you're telling me I'm losing by two scores? Yeah. No way, man. There's no way Hillmar's losing by two scores. So I wish him the best, man. Go up there and go get it, boys. I hope you're listening. Escalon's rooting for you guys. Again, the winner of Hillmar, Castle Roble, will move into the D5 championship game where they'll take on the winner of 12 Bridges, the one seed, taking on the four seed, Los Banos.
So let's move it on to Division Six. Our third TVL team in the semifinals. It's going to be a dogfight, literally, right? You got the Huskies and the Huskies. <laughs> Houston heading up to Sutter, taking up that long drive to face the top-seeded Sutter, who squeaked by Liberty Ranch on a Thursday night, 14-7, to in a score that kind of surprised a lot of people around the area where Houston's offense continues to roll. They won 54-13 to over Colfax there at Husky Memorial Stadium. And again, the four-seed and the one-seed Houston heading up out on the road. And uh, I like the uh, the Huskies' chances, the Houston ones, um, if you will, um, this Friday night against Sutter. Yeah, if you were asking me to bet money on football games this week mm-hmm. out of Escalon, Hillmar, and Houston, my money would be on the Houston Huskies. Not saying I don't think Escalon and Hillmar can do it, but I don't think Sutter's that good. I'm going to be honest. They're probably listening in right now. I'm probably firing them up up north, <laughs> right? But I really don't think – Sutter and 12 Bridges. Now, I've only seen it on tape. you got to see it live and in person to be real. But I went up to Sutter last year. I saw their quarterback, Jagger Beck, or whatever. He's all right. He's good. He's got a full ride to Hawaii playing baseball. He's a hell of an athlete. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they let him throw it enough. I don't think they let – they don't open up the playbook enough. They don't have a deep – at least they didn't try anything on us. And to be honest, last year when Escalon went up there, it was about 30-mile-an-hour wins. Nobody could throw the ball, right? Mm. But if we were able to throw it, we probably would have beat them by about at least 35. Mm. I think we would have smoked them by even more. Um, great defensive end. They got that Auckland Asiata run the other way, right? That's yeah. all we did. We, or we Actually, we <laughs> ran it right at them last year. Ben Laura took care of that, right? So a lot of hype around Sutter, a lot of hype around 12 Bridges. I think both those teams finished third in the TVL, if I'm being dead honest. And I'm, I know I'm probably stirring up controversy here, but if Hilmar was playing 12 Bridges this week, they would be my lock to beat 12 Bridges. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. Look, they're both, what, 9-1, and 8-2. and two. I think 12 Bridges is undefeated. Yeah. Obviously, they're yeah. good football teams, but I think both those teams would be third place in the TVL, maybe even worse. So – yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think the Huskies got a great chance. Me I mean, I know what they can do. Escalon yeah. knows what they can do. Hilmar knows what they can do, right? Yeah. So I think if they get up there early enough, I actually talked to Coach uh, Sexton this week, sent him a good luck text. I said, hey, leave by like noon, man. Get up there by <laughs> like 3 o'clock. Beat the traffic through yeah. Sacramento. Beat the traffic through Yuba City. Get up there, have a team meal. Get stretched out, have plenty of time, and uh, I think they roll them. I think the Huskies win by two scores, yeah. 14, something like that. No, I'm with you, man. I, I like the way that they're playing. Their offense has been rolling. I think they did a good job of kind of um, pacing themselves and, and making sure guys are healthy at the right time. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, I like their chances this Friday night uh, when they head out there on the road. One of those guys who's kind of gotten things rolling offensively and been a part of that is wide receiver Larkin Meyer. He had a chance to join me. Here's our conversation. Mario Ramos here with Larkin Meyer, senior wide receiver for the Houston Huskies. Huskies, the four seed in Division Six. They'll be hitting the road, heading out to Sutter, take on the top seed, uh, the Sutter Huskies as well. So a battle of dogs up there in the semifinals. Uh, Larkin's had a, a big season for Houston. 36 catches, 699 yards, six touchdowns on the campaign. Uh, so how are you guys feeling about uh, taking on the one seed and going up to Sutter here in this semifinal matchup? It's definitely going to be a, a battle between us. 
because uh, they are the one seed and they do have a stellar offense and defense. But we're just going to have to go there and we're going to have to execute and play our game, play how we did last Friday. Yeah, you guys did a great job last Friday, kind of lit up the scoreboard 54-13. What was working for you guys in that dismantling of uh, Colfax there at Husky Memorial Stadium? The offense was on point. I think Robert McDaniel had a great game. And the rest of the receivers, like Malachi Sumter, he had an amazing game, great catches. And I think our defense, we could have held them to zero, but we just had a few mistakes. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Sumter out there. You got Villarreal, um, and then... You know, your quarterback, McDaniel, has been playing at a high level. Uh, what's it like to have all those playmakers and just be a part of an offense that's firing on all cylinders? It's great. It's uh, nice to have weapons everywhere. I mean, we have four great receivers, three great running backs, great O-line, and a great quarterback. So it's just amazing for him to be able to make those kind of throws and for, for these holes from these O-lines. For the running backs to just get in the end zone. Yeah, no, they've been doing a good job of paving the way for those backs, and you guys have been doing a good job of getting open. Um, for your quarterback, you mentioned those receivers that you guys have. You know, what, what does Larkin Meyer bring to the table? What type of receiver are you? Sometimes we hear of guys, you know, being possession receivers, some guys being speed receivers or just physical receivers. Well, what kind of receiver is Larkin Meyer? I think I'm the receiver that uh, can get at least three yards off of the defender to find an opening for, for like a five-yard to a ten-yard secure. Mm-hmm. And maybe easy first down, but uh, I think what I bring to the table is just speed and a weapon to the team. Uh, definitely, you've been a weapon for the Houston Huskies, who are, again are going to take on Sutter in the semifinal. The defending section champion, defending state champ, the Houston Huskies, looking to get after it again. And they got a big one this Friday night. And no doubt, my guy Larkin Meyer is going to play a big part in what the Huskies have to say this Friday. Uh, Larkin, appreciate you taking some time to be able to do this, man. Best of luck to you guys this Friday night. Get after it and go Huskies. Of course. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Larkin Meyer there for Houston. Again, they're taking on the top seed Sutter. But a lot of people kind of like Houston in this matchup. You and I um, among those, Frosty. Again, I, I think Sutter's going to have to put up a lot of points because I don't see this offense slowing down from Houston one bit. Yeah, and you Meyer just said it all right there in his conversation, right? So Sutter has some stud defensive back. I can't remember the name. Kid's only a sophomore. He has like eight picks, right? Wow. Okay, you line him up on uh, Meyer, right? Okay, I took Meyer out of the game. Then who guards Sumter, right? Yeah. Then who guards Delgado? Because you got Delgado on the other side. Yeah. And then you got Max Mankins at tight end. Who guards yeah. Mankins, right? Yeah. So, or, And then you got Villarreal coming out of the backfield. So <laughs> there's just too many weapons. Like, Sutter is good. I didn't mean to send shockwaves through Sacramento, but <laughs> I thought we had more fans than them at their own home game last year. We were the five seed. They were the one seed last year as well. We had more fans. There was no home field advantage. Yeah. The weather was terrible, which it's supposed to be this Friday night again, right? Mm-hmm. So that negated any advantage. Or I think we beat them by even more last year because we didn't even get a throw it to Nash. I think Nash had one catch for a touchdown, right? So yeah, I mean, Sutter, great team. 12 Bridges, great team. Small school ball up there is not 209 small school football. And that's not just TVL. There's other small schools around here, Sonora. There's other schools that like to hit. There's other schools that like to play physical football. And Sutter came in last year out of that North Division talking about how they love to hit. And we got a lineman going full ride to Fresno State. 
I don't think they called his name one time last year. So you can negate all that. You can run away from that guy. You can throw away from their stud DB, right? Yeah. So there's just too many weapons on Houston's side. Yeah. And uh, the Huskies are just – they're just another – just offensive juggernaut right now, right? I think all three games this week, in order to win all three of these games, Escalon, Hillmar, Houston, you're probably going to put up, what, 35? Yeah. Maybe yeah. 40 points? Right. So I think all three of these TVL teams can put up 35 points. Mm-hmm. I think all three of these TVL teams can put up 40 if they got to. Yeah. But it's going to come down to some defensive stops. Yep, yep. And Houston's defense is just better than Sutter's. Yep. Well, the playoffs, right? You need all three phases to be working in unison here in the playoffs. We know that these teams got the offenses rolling. Do they got the defenses to make the stop? Can they make those big special teams play, you know, to kind of, uh, you know, capitalize on field position or whatever the case is, you know, to keep things rolling because the section championship awaits for Escalon, for Hillmar, and for Houston, as they got a semifinal game this Friday night, should be a whole lot of fun to see how it shakes out. And hopefully, we got three cracks at a blue banner. Oh man, TVL! Uh, when it matters, the TVL shows up. Mm-hmm. I like all three TVL teams this week. Like if we were yeah. just at yeah. Vegas, just having some fun betting on games, my man, I would be betting on all three of these TVL teams. Yeah. Um, and it's not about just you know studs here, studs there. It's about battle-tested. Caden yeah. Bailey's been in the playoffs now, yeah. right? Yeah. McDaniel's been in the playoffs. He's done this. Yeah. Well, I was a bit, obviously, Roosevelt, Jamin Miller, Ryan Lewis. Yeah. I mean, I could sit here and talk for another 30 minutes about dudes that we haven't even mentioned this year. Josh Graham's over 1,200 yards now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's dudes just everywhere in the TVL. For sure. And the beautiful thing is this time of year, you finally get to see some of these people. You get to hear some of these names a little bit more. Yeah. And there's always somebody out of nowhere becomes a hero. So yeah. there's great storylines, Coach Ramos. We appreciate everything you do, brother, bringing light to the TVL. No, and I, I want to send out a special appreciation, too, to all the, the athletes that we've had and all their parents. Uh, they've just been tremendous kids. I mean, absolute studs on the football field. But, you know, having these conversations with them, they sound like even better dudes off the field. So shout out to these coaches, these parents, everyone getting these kids ready on a Friday night, but also letting them know there's a bigger picture, right? And uh, they're winning that game as well from the, the sound of it. It's not about football, you know. We say this all the time. This is part of my pregame speeches almost every week. Guys, this is not about football. This is about life. Yeah. These dudes that you go to battle with these Friday nights, watch. These are the best men at your wedding when you get married one day, right? Mm -hmm. And these are the pallbearers at your funeral one day when you go into the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, you build bonds, you build friendships, you build relationships, not just with coaches and players. Man, I see my kids everywhere doing big things, successful things. Uh, You know, I I told you about the kid that graduated from West Point this year, you know, things like that. You know, it's like, man, whether it's football or whether it's life, kids in the tvl they learn how to fight through things they learn how to battle through things and like today's show man both those interviews how charismatic how great are these kids they're next level athletes but they're next level people and that's what football is all about building strong people yes indeed man that's why the tvl is a special place because it's got people like you people like these kids out there just going out and laying it all on the line on friday night and this friday night you know, the stakes are high, man. Like it's talked about, section championship, 
you know, st- uh, berth at stake. So best of luck to Escalon, best of luck to Hillmar, best of luck to Houston. Let's go get it. Yes, sir, man. TVL represent. And, uh, shit, if we go get these blue banners, uh, man, it's just the trophy cases, baby. They're just overflowing. <laughs> and then they're talking about next year's TVL. Oh, Whoever wins uh, that bracket is going to be a TVL champion or a section champion, too. So yeah. I just saw a great article by uh, Joe Cortez in the Turlock uh, Journal. Go out there and read that, man. It talks about the TVL football. It talks about the depth. Mm-hmm. It talks about battle-tested. Nice. Just fighting through adversity, fighting through losses, how sometimes losses are wins, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you get better, we get stronger sometimes through adversity. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of my philosophy as a coach, right? I got in an accident when I was a kid, uh, lost my leg, was amputated. You know, I'm no longer able-bodied. Very easy to quit in life, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you just got to keep going, man. You're still alive. You got to live. And uh, I want those kids to experience the same great things that I experienced. And, you know, honestly, I believe I'm not even alive today if I didn't play football at Eslam because it taught me how to fight through adversity, right? It taught me what tough times are. And, uh, you know, that's what my life's been. That's what life is going to be to a lot of people. So that's why football is such a beautiful sport. It teaches you to fight through that adversity. It teaches you to fight through whatever happens in life. There's always something positive. If you keep working and you keep grinding, you can get to big things. That's awesome stuff, man. Well said there. And I appreciate, you know, the, uh, the objectivity that you've had, but also you've been able to just open up your heart on this podcast, man. Uh, definitely takes it to the next level. We, we definitely feel it when you're not here this week. I know you had some stuff you had to take care of. Uh, we're, we're wishing you the best and, you know, hopefully everything works out and whatnot. But uh, I know you're excited about this Friday night, and we are too. And like I said, appreciate you joining the podcast, my guy. Yeah, hey, and throwing it out there, this one uh, Escalon game is not on NHFS, so you yeah. want to see it, you got to yeah. be there. That's true. It's, uh, I don't have no clue why everybody's texting me, hey, there's no game this week, there's no game, it's not on, they're not live streaming. That's because <laughs> it's going to be the game of the century, baby. Yep. And you got to be in a seat to see it. So uh, come on down to Ingle Field. Or get up there to Sutter, get up there to Casa Robles, support your boys. Yeah. I promise you the crowds that the TVL bring, the energy that those crowds bring, yeah. the kids ball out, man. They see their families, they see their girlfriends, they see all their buddies in the crowd. And I think that takes TVL to another level, you know. We play yeah. some of these city school teams, Sacramento High last week. They had, what, 10 fans in the crowd? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I almost felt bad even their own parents didn't come. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. When the TVL, like I said last year at Sutter, we had more fans than Sutter. Mm -hmm. So, Houston, get up there. Support your boys. They're going to win. Get behind Mm -hmm. them. You know? So, uh, I love this time of year. I love high school football. And I love everything about shows like this. Coach Ramos, I appreciate all your time, man. You do big Uh things, man. I know you got Modesto Nuts. I know you got ABC Jam. And uh, you find time out of your day. To, to get this done we appreciate you coach ramos oh, thanks man like i said i appreciate you and i appreciate everyone listening to the talking tvl here with frosty van houten on the coach's corner with mario ramos once again you can check it out on spotify apple podcast anywhere you get your podcast follow me on x at corner ramos follow frosty at tvl football big time games this friday night section championship berth on the line let's go tvl Appreciate you guys listening. Special thanks to our guests today, Devin Colston, Larkin Meyer, and Jamin Miller. We will see you guys next time. Peace.